Well, Steve, we've had a couple of weeks off, but we're here doing another episode of the Steel Target Paint Podcast. How you been? I'm doing good. Jeff, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Got to shoot a little Saturday at the Wyoming Antelope Club's monthly match. Um, didn't have anything to write home about. A lot of rust, uh, but uh, I did learn where I need the improvement. Uh, you been doing any shooting? Yeah, I shot the local match over here a couple of weeks ago, and then been doing some training. And then, uh, you know, I'm excited to share that the Georgia State Field Challenge match is completely sold out, and it's got 347 competitors or 347 guns. And so last year, that would have been the largest level two match, and this year, it certainly may be the largest level two match. I'm hoping I'm going with some sponsorship stuff, and we're looking to get this match uh, up and running and, of course, get it over so we can give away some cool stuff. Well, that's pretty cool. I know I've got five guns entered in that match, so I'm looking forward to it. All right, Jeff, we've got uh, another world champion with us tonight. All the steel shooters recognize him from his competition steel challenge. Welcome, BJ. How you doing? Good, guys. How are y'all? Oh, great, great. Fantastic, BJ. Thanks for being on the podcast. So, you know, you are, are, are one of the old stalwarts. I mean, all the steel shooters are going to know you, but how long have you been shooting? Uh, let's see. I started competing... Uh, late 2000 is when I started competing and then uh, I started shooting steel challenge in 2005 2005 so, so this year it'll be a 14 year veteran yep and I'm turning 30 okay so you're 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 like many of them that uh, were, were able to start young and uh, and excelled and and continue to excel I take it yeah, I said I, you know, I've uh, I've grown up on the range. I've grown up in the industry, and you know, feel feel extremely fortunate to have to have had the opportunities that I've had. You know, across the years, it's been uh, it's been a lot of fun, and you know, I still got still got a lot of years left in me. I hope. Well, that's great. What what was it exactly back when you started that that drew you to the shooting sports? I mean, did you grow up around guns, or you know, grow up hunting, or was it something like that, or was it just you know the want of competing? Um. Well, you know, we didn't. Uh, you know, we didn't really grow up around guns. Um, you know, my dad had a had a couple of guns here and there. Um, you know, but nothing nothing serious by any means, and uh, no handguns. And strangely enough, um, you know, we were we were flipping through channels one day and saw uh, it was actually USPSA Nationals on um, Jim Scouten's show, um, which that show was actually predating Shooting USA, so that was another indication mm-hmm. how long ago it was. Um, <clears throat> but uh, you know, me and my brother saw it on TV and thought, you know, that looks looks pretty fun. Um, you know, and, and at that point, we had actually just moved basically from from being right outside of D.C. in Northern Virginia to um, uh, some land out in the Shenandoah Valley. So we had, you know, the I guess the better opportunity and better space to uh, start trying to shoot a little bit. And that's just kind of how um, how we got into it. And then 
the rest is kind of history, I guess. You know, we, uh, <clears throat> my family moved back to Texas, I guess, when I was like 16. And then uh, about, uh, about four years ago is when uh, I moved to Idaho. So it's been, a, it's been almost what most people would consider a full career already. <laughs> well, you're definitely one of the bright stars in the game. Now, um, when you were coming up, I mean, you know, were you, did you self-taught? Uh, you know, a lot of people now have the advantage of watching your YouTube videos. I know I've watched a number of them. Um, or did you, you know, go to any of the, the, uh, the top shooters at the time and, and try to get training from them? Um, I would say it's, it's kind of the mix of both. Um, you know, I was really, really fortunate um, in that when we started in in Northern Virginia, um, the talent pool there is is incredibly deep. It's kind of, um, <clears throat> yeah, I would I would say it's akin to where kind of the Atlanta area is now. Um, you know, where you'd go to a local match, and we had uh, Bill Strader was there, Todd Jarrett was there, and then about half a dozen other grandmasters. Um, we're shooting shooting at a local match, um, you know. So you had a a huge depth of knowledge and and the right way of doing things, um, you know, shown to you from from the very beginning, um, you know. And I I trained with with Phil. Phil was I guess you know is definitely one of you know <clears throat> excuse me the people I consider you know my first mentor in the sport. Um, you know, and I was I was talking to somebody the other day, and I'm you know, I was like, you know, I've known Phil for 19 years, um, and and the comment was, how are you old enough to have known Phil for 19 years? Um, <laughs> but but yeah, I mean, from you know, from there, um, you know, that was back in the days when when Jerry and Kay Mitchell would run their their junior camp, um, you know, both. Both my brother and I attended that camp in, in different years, so you know, still very very close to you know their family, especially after we moved. Um, yeah, I was only about two hours away from Jerry, so I would go over and shoot with Jerry um, all the time, especially when we were, you know, when we were ramping up for Steel Challenge back when he shot it quite a bit. Um, you know, I was I was over there a lot uh, with him. So I said that's kind of the kind of the mix of both, I would say. Okay, excellent. Well, Day, over the years you've had some amazing or exceptional accomplishments in steel. Is there one that you remember most or that sticks out in the back of your mind? Um, I would I would definitely say as far as you know stuff that sticks out to me, shooting shooting under eighty with an iron sight gun is probably the the thing I'm I'm really most proud of that I've done in the sport, um, you know, tons tons of people. I remember, you know, back in in 2008 time period, I think it was, um, you know, which is which is when we're we're chasing the 80 seconds with open guns, um, you know, and it took us took us several years to get under under 80. We we were right there for a while, and then. Um, you know, <clears throat> three of us did it the same year. Max, Casey, and myself um, all did it in the same year. And then uh, I believe we're still the only three to have shot under 80 uh, with a center fire gun, um, center fire pistol in the match. Um, 
And but you know, then you know, several years ago, probably I guess about four or five years ago, the the story is actually funny. Um, actually, it wasn't very funny at the time. Um, I, it was when it was in at Frank's place. We had a um, I shot like an eighty-four or something with my iron sight gun, um, which is which is really really good, especially at the time. Um, still is, and um, then the next day I was trying to get ready for for the open match, and my open gun basically just totally crapped out on me. Um, the chamber, <clears throat> come, come to find out, the chamber had eroded to the point that uh, basically cases were way expanding, um, you know, after every shot, because that barrel probably had about 250,000 rounds on it. Um, wow. So it was, it was, it was tired. Um, and, you know, I decided that essentially the morning, um, the morning of the match, the morning of the open match that it was, it was done. Um, yeah, so I, I couldn't make the gun work. So I ended, actually ended up shooting my iron sight gun again, um, in open because that's, that's what I had. And that's what I was, I was essentially just trying to salvage steel master at that point, because I knew I was, I think I was like six or seven seconds up for steel master, um, you know, going into the last day. So that was, I went out there and like, well, if I can just, hang close enough to win steel master i'll be good um you know and and i actually ended up shooting like an 82 with, wow. with the iron sight gun that year um and i finished second and third in the overall results which was that, that was pretty that, cool and then uh that's amazing yeah it was, that was that was that was pretty neat um and then uh you know, then kind of from, from that point, especially, I'm like, okay, I know I can break 80 with my iron sight gun. I know I can do it. You know, and it took me, it took me a while. And, and there were some, there were some times I was super close and then bombed on the last stage. And then, uh, I guess it was two years ago. Um, I, I finally shot, I guess, 79, 79.7 or something like that. Um, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't super far under 80. Um, but it was, you know, it was pretty. It wasn't seventy nine ninety nine either. Yeah, you but, did that uh, at the yeah. two two thousand seventeen World Speed Shoot out in California, correct? I believe it was. Yeah, I believe it was. I believe it was two thousand seventeen. Um, yeah, because I was I was out but, there at the Max Gas, and you could you could hear the. You know, people were just talking about, hey, BJ's on fire, BJ's on fire. And then after you shot the sub-80, you know, a bunch of people, they said, me. And, you know, just a bunch of folks walked up to me and said, wow, BJ just shot under 80 with an iron sight gun. And I was like, uh, was that with a center fire gun or a rim fire gun? <laughs> that's, a, that's a huge, huge feed. It'll, it'll be interesting to see um, when the next time somebody else will do that. I that's a that's well, that's a significant accomplishment in this sport. It was it was tough and 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 yeah, I think this past this past year, I think I shot like an eighty three or something. I mean, it was it was not anywhere close to to what it you know what it was previously. 
Well, BJ, I'm looking at, at last year's uh, World Speed Shooting Championships, and you're not giving yourself enough credit. You shot an 80.02. Uh-huh. Okay. Now, actually, here's something actually, I, I, I remember. I, I remember what happened. I can tell the story in a second. I, I actually okay. now, now thinking about it, I, I know what was going on there, and and uh, I'll tell the story in a second because it's actually kind of a funny story. All right. So he, now, now for our listeners, okay, he was he was second and open, okay, with a seventy five fifty three. Follows that with an eighty o two in limited. Follows that with an eighty six twenty nine in single stack, follows that with an 88.33 in production, okay? The next closest iron sight gun was KC shooting production at 94. So uh, for any of you guys and gals that are out there and you want to learn how to shoot iron sights and steel, BJ's the man. (laughs) (laughs) So let's hear this story, BJ. We always like a good one. So yeah, yeah. So the story, the story goes. Um, you know, we shot open the Thursday. Um, shot open the Thursday, and I was second, right? And I and I knew that, and um, I was I was shooting. We we're shooting the iron sight match, um, and I, I mean, I was I was as as it was just noted, I was pretty solidly ahead of um of the rest of the pack and we got to we got to outer limits and i started you know you know they're supposed to look at the scores before you finish but you know i did um and i started doing the math in my head of what it would take for me to shoot outer limits in that i could win the match because it was it was it was it was mathematically possible um, highly improbable, but it, but it was you know it, it it was it was doable, and I think I had to shoot like um, I think I had to shoot like a nine nine ninety total on outer limits or something like that, um, and and I would have won won the match my with my iron sight gun, which so I was like, well, I'm far enough ahead, I'll give her a whirl and see what happens. Um, I think my, my beer. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. I, I I think with the penalties, my first run was a nine ninety. Um, <laughs> so so after that, I kind of backed off and just kind of shot like you know normal for a second and and just finished. Yeah, uh, not not to, not to you know uh, rub salt in the wound, but yeah, you had a nine thirty five with two penalties. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it it wasn't, you know, it was it was right there where I needed it to be if I had hit the target. Well, you know, I tell Steve all the time the targets actually move on me. I I don't know about anybody else, but I'm, <laughs> there it's there when I pull the trigger. I don't know what happens after that. <laughs> you see the 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 problem is is the gun usually hits what it's pointed toward. <laughs> yep. Most of the time. <laughs> Most of the time. Most of the time it hits well, what you're pointing at. BJ, you've had, you know, a, a number of amazing accomplishments in, in SEAL, but, you know, I don't know how many of our, of our, our, our listeners also realize that, you know, you've been a member of at least one, sh- one world shoot team. Um, 
Has there been more than that? Have you been on more than one? Um, no, I haven't been on on more. Um, actually, actually, I take that back. Um, I have been on two world cheat teams. Um, I, I actually forgot about this this latest one of all things. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I've, I've been busy the past couple of years. It's been a been an interesting couple of years. Um, but but yeah, so I shot uh, I shot on the production team for the World Cheat in France that was um, gosh two years ago now. So it's 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 coming up next year. I need to need to get ready for that. Um, and then uh, I shot on the Open team when it was in Bali. Um, and then I also I also went to the Ecuador match, um, but I was not on on a team for that one. That one I just attended. And then for some reasons that I can't really remember, I, I skipped a few in the middle. Well, I know why I skipped Greece because I didn't want to get stuck in Greece. That was, you know, that was your. Did you shoot it? Did you shoot it when it was in the USA? When it was in frostproof? Did you shoot it down here? I did not. I actually, actually okay. did not. Um, that one. That one. I think um, basically what what happened there is, if I remember the time frame right. Um, I I wasn't able to really dedicate any time um, to practice. I wasn't able to train for it just because um, that was that would have been 2012, I believe, is when it was um, when it was in Frostproof, and um, <clears throat> that one I was I was actually. At that point, I was I was not planning on being a shooter. I was planning on on jumping out of airplanes and shooting bad guys in the face. Um, but then I got hurt, and uh, that didn't that didn't work out. So I came back to shooting. But I think at that point, it was it was too close to the match for me to uh, to get in and and do all that stuff. So um, I didn't I did not shoot when it was in Frostburg, and I hate that. I, I you know of course wanted to um, when sure. it was in the home country, be- but. But uh, France was super cool. Um, that sh- that facility um, is absolutely amazing. Um, and then uh, Thailand should be really nice as well. Yep, I, I I I saw a lot of the videos, and it it looked like the 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 environment was was amazing. The stages looked uh, very challenging. I've talked, you know, there's a number of of world shoot team members down here in Florida that I see all the time at the matches. And, uh, I mean, they all said the same thing that it was just an amazing experience and, and the host country was fantastic, which is, which is good to hear. You know, you like to hear that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. France, France was great. It's actually the easiest, the easiest international travel experience with guns I've ever had. Wow. That's good to know. And that, what, so you're, that, and that, and, and that even includes going to Canada. <laughs> oh. You know, I'm I'm from I'm from Buffalo, New York, and so you know, Canada was like northern New York to when I was growing up. But it's definitely changed now uh, with uh, with the uh, the immigration laws that everyone else has got going on. And you know, you, you needed a license to get into Canada. Now you need a passport, no matter who you are. So yeah. uh, I, I get it. I yeah. get it. So, yeah. You're shooting well, USPSA. You know, Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, you're shooting USPSA, you're shooting steel. Are there any other, you know, major disciplines that you enjoy shooting? 
Um, you know, I've shot three on a whole bunch in the past. Um, you know, that I guess that kind of kind of cooled when I moved to Idaho because there's not a whole lot up here that's within driving distance um, for for any matches. And uh, you know, it's just flying to a free gun match is such a pain. And I know that's a cop out. Um, you know, <laughs> and I, it, it is. I mean, I mean, let's face it. It's you know, but but just would logistically, you know, with with trying to to balance everything going on, I can I can handle pistol matches a lot more a lot more readily than I can handle handle free gun matches and uh you know it's it's better <clears throat> yeah Wilson Wilson Combat is my my uh you know primary sponsor and they're you know, they're a pistol company by by nature. Um you know so it's it works out. Excellent. Thanks so for BJ, that. So BJ, one of the things we try to get all of our shooters and guests that are on the podcast to talk about is can you give a tip to our listeners? Because a lot of folks that listen to our podcast are avid shooters and they're always looking to get better. Do you have a tip that you can share with them? Yeah. Um, you know, I I think the um, the biggest tip is, well, two things. One, don't be afraid to get training. Um, you know, don't, don't be afraid to seek it out. Um, you know, whether it's for me, it's the best. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> hey, you want to shoot none of the a guy, that's for sure. BJ, um, we are not above you know, self-promotion. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> um, you know, so don't uh, don't be afraid to seek out training. And then, you know, the other one really is, is, um, you know, figure out your trigger pull. I've got a, I've got a different kind of the, Kind of a different way of, of explaining or or going about trigger trigger press and um, you know I guess kind of the the easiest thing I can say is is you know make sure that you're you're I, I call it an activated trigger prep so you know I'm not just taking up the slack out of the trigger I'm putting eighty percent ninety percent of the pressure needed to actually get the trigger to fire um, or get the gun to fire rather on the trigger before the side picture verification, and then either have uh-huh. side picture and, and, and pull at the last, you know, 10 or 15%. And, um, you know, that, that really makes a, a big difference in, in your shooting. And, um, you know, I've got an article about it up on, uh, it's actually on my company's website, which is shortroundsupply.com. Um, <clears throat> we sell ammo, optics, all sorts of good stuff for, um, shooters, and then there's also a blog I post periodically. I've got some other guys that are starting to, uh, you know, to to put some content up. And I said you can you can search on on the blog for um, what did I call the article? I, I can I can post it again, or I can send it to you guys, and and you can post it with a podcast maybe. Um, but I titled the great. article "You Suck at You Suck at Pulling the Trigger," um, <laughs> which, is, which is which is true because most people do. Um, most most people do, um, and that's not yeah, a Jeffy, dig on, Jeffy, on you know that's not that's not a dig on anybody. It's, it's just kind of you know it, it's just kind of true because most people don't know how to teach it correctly. Um, right. Um, you know, squeezing the trigger is incorrect. You know, and then the the one that's a little better is is 
you know, taking up the slack. But if you take up the slack on, you know, let's use 1911, for example, right? You know, your, your pre-travel before you hit, you know, any, any meaningful um, resistance is maybe six ounces. Maybe, right. um, and and that's on a that's on a heavy trigger, you know. Mine, my competition guns at the total weight is you know a pound and a half. So the free travel is only, gosh, two ounces, two sure. and a half ounces. So you know you you put you know such a tiny amount of pressure on on the on the trigger, it's not really doing anything for you. Um, you know, and this is what I was explaining actually shooting the, the little action league at my indoor range the other night, um, there's just some, you know, one of one of their other customers there that was shooting and, and struggling a little bit. And, you know, she was talking about what a what a great trigger her Springfield 1911 had. And then it was four pounds. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I gave her the example, and this is this is the always the example I use. So, okay, if you've got a, a four-pound trigger on your gun, that gun only weighs roughly two and a half pounds right. so that means you still got to put still almost double the weight of the gun um on the trigger to get it to fire so that means your possibility of steering the gun around you know if you've only put 10 percent of the pressure needed on it is is huge you know and, and right. if you shoot a, a glock you know if you shoot a glock or a polymer gun you know that that number is is even i mean it's off the charts you know so so learn you know learn where your trigger pull is learn to be able to put you know 85 percent of pressure needed to fire the gun on the on the trigger there's out of sights and then and then let it fly so bj i appreciate you uh sharing that with us it it does make a ton of sense what you just said and with my competition guns i try to keep them you know the trigger pull somewhere down in that uh, that two pound area. One of the things I want to ask you about because you know when you're talking about shooting open or limited and you're shooting you know sub eighty uh, on the majority of the stages and steel challenge besides outer limits, the the most amount of time that you're actually shooting the gun, you're actually drawing the gun at least for somebody like myself because your transitions are so quick. What have you done to increase the speed of your draw and get on that first target quick? Um, hours upon hours upon hours upon hours of the dry fire. Sure. <laughs> um, you know, that's 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 really the, the one spot for sure, um, you know, that dry fire works um mm-hmm. to to improve is, is your draw and and some other what I call, you know, manipulation or administrative type skills, um, you know, but their steel challenge is definitely the, definitely the draw. Um, you know, I, I, I do little stuff specific to steel challenge. Like I'll, I'll set my holster up specifically for, for a wrist bush shoulders draw. So, you know, it's, it's actually kind of tough to draw from hands to sides because it's like the, the, the rake is completely, completely wrong for hands and sides. Um, right. Yeah, so I'll, I'll set holsters up. I'll set gear up, you know, specifically for that. And then, um, you know, the, the easiest way to improve is your reaction time. Um, you know, and there's there's a few different ways you can do that. 
Um, you know, you can dry fire with a timer, which is something I do a little bit um, leading up to the match for sure because I want to be here in the timer as much as possible. Um, you know, you can you can have you, know, you can have the the gun on the the you know your regular reaction time drill, which you know you got the gun on the target, trigger prep, to react to the buzzer, and fire the shot, so you have a you know an, an actual time um, that that you have. Uh, you know, reacted in, and, and it should be, you know, under, uh, a good time is under 20 uh, or 0.2. Um, you know, great times are in the in the mid to low teens. Yeah. Um, and those are those are really, really tough to get. Um, you know, my, my personal goal is I look at myself under, you know, high-speed video because we – are lucky enough to live in the future and everybody's got a camera that'll shoot 240 frames a second in their pocket um, nowadays. Mm -hmm. My my personal goal is I want the gun to be clear of the holster by the end of the buzzer. Yeah. So that's about 0.4 seconds somewhere in there? Yeah, it's about point, point 0.3. I mean, it depends on the timer, right? I mean, sometimes... Right, right. You know, I mean, most most people say the buzzer's point three, but you know, there's there's timers out there that are like twenty five, and then there's other ones that yeah. I feel like are like you know a second, like the all you right. know, like the huge old pass boxes that are from the eighties. Yeah. Like you hit the button, on, yeah. you know, you hit the button, you hit the button on that thing, and it's like you're done shooting by the time the the buzzer stops. <laughs> Man, so uh, a follow quick follow up question. Around the draw, so in let's talk two different stages that you know two different sight pictures. So smoke and hope with your with your limited gun. How fast is your draw in the first plate in that point seven five point eight range or what? Uh, it's about a sixty three. Whew, that's cooking, brother. That's um, cooking. yeah, my 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 goal is is definitely definitely to be in the sixes. Um. You know, if, if if you're in the sixes, then it's pretty easy to have like a, a one six to one seventy five total, because then it's basically yeah. twenty splits. The, you know, twenty splits the rest of the way. If you look at it that right. way, um, you know, so you you really got to cook. Uh, you know, spoken hope of the phase, you really you really have to sac. I say sacrifice your grip um, for speed. Mm. It, let's talk about a stage that maybe not quite as fast. Uh, let's talk about pendulum. So, what's your first? I was like, you're going to talk. You're going to say pendulum, aren't you? Um, what's that? My <laughs> first shot. My first shot on pendulum um, with an iron sight gun is about one fifteen. With an open gun, it's probably high nineties. Oh, that's that's blazing. All right, I just want to see how much work I need to do, Jeff. I'm good now. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, BJ, I want you to I want you to uh, point something out to our listeners. And um, you may have heard one of the young kids on the scene uh, really crushing it in the rimfire and the PCC and the rifle world, Cole Bush. He's got a video out there, and it's actually a slow-mo video. And it shows that he's actually stopping on every plate. If you play it in, in, in real time, it doesn't. And you're doing the same thing, I'm assuming, when you're shooting, is that there is that split second of stop. You are not drive-buying, except for maybe smoke and hope and maybe plate two and accelerator. 
Is that correct? I, I would say it, 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 you know, it really depends. And, and you pointed out the two that I would say are, are probably the ones that never stop. Um, you know, smoke and, smoke and hope. Um, I, I will say in smoke and hope, I definitely stop the gun with an iron side gun because I don't even look at the sights until the last plate. Um, right. And I'm, not ki- and I'm not kidding on that. Um, I, I use a total total point focus, um, you know, so I, I have to really discipline myself to stop the gun um, because if I don't stop the gun, I miss. Um, you know, but, but an open, the gun doesn't ever really stop. And uh, and then on on point two on accelerator, yeah. I mean, I would I would say, you know, I've I've shot a lot of practice practice days where you basically just see a horizontal stripe of hits across yep. the target. Yeah. Um, you know, and and uh, <clears throat> other other than that, I mean, yeah. I mean, you you can get away with with you know, with certain stuff, like maybe the, the front plates on roundabout, um, you know, you can kind of, you don't necessarily have to be totally disciplined on those, um, but, you know, but definitely, you know, all of the, all of the other targets, you got to be stopping the gun. I mean, yep. you have to, again, and, and, and that's, and that's why, you know, I go back to the, the, the activated trigger prep being such an important piece, um, especially with your steel challenge, because you you want the gun absolutely ready to fire the moment you see the sights where you want them. You don't want anything preventing you from from triggering that shot, you know. And and so where so many people have problems is they'll see the sights where they want them, but they don't have the trigger prep, you know. So then they'll tell themselves pull the trigger or fire the gun, whatever. But either their eyes are already moved, or they, or they grab against the gun so aggressively, trying to get it to, you know, to fire instantly, um, and that's why they mess. Well, because they're breaking their sight. It sounds like in, in that instance they'd be breaking their sight picture because they're yanking the trigger. Right. I mean, I said it's 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 a couple of different things like i said you can you can it can either be an instance uh they've they've already moved their eyes um you know you've already moved your eyesight um you know for the guys that are that are you know at a higher level they're they're transitioning more aggressively you know so they're they've moved their eyes and you know they they don't have the gun ready to fire so they're not having their follow through and they're already starting to drag the gun off of the target um, because the gun follows your eyesight, right? Um, you know, and then you know, at at uh, at a at a lower level, you know, it it's it's either jerking the trigger or you know, it's it's really more of a. I believe it was Robbie Latham that that used the term grip management. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we're 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 basically their whole hands, you know, both hands squeeze so much. You know, instead of holding the gun steady, they grab with their whole hands and and you know move the move the gun that way. It's not even so much you know jerking the trigger predominantly as it's they're moving both hands and therefore moving you know the entire gun. Gotcha. You know, let's touch back a little bit on steel. Um, you are what I would call one of the the purists. You're you know, you're you're competing for Steel Master, so you're shooting open um, or, or a, a center fire 
with a dot, you're shooting a center fire with a iron sight, and then you're shooting rimfire pistol open. Um, are we ever going to see you dabbling in any of the other divisions, or is it just uh, something you uh, you just you're, you've got too much going on? Um, you know, I, the past couple of years I've shot quite a bit. I think um, you know, I think seventeen, I shot six different guns, and fifteen, I, or and last year eighteen, I shot five. Okay. Um, you know, it it it. Um, I would say. For the most part, it's always dependent on schedule. Um, you know, it used to be that you shot rimfire, limited, open, period, no deviation, no options. You know, and then and then they kind of started relaxing that rule. So, you know, Max, Casey, and I tend to shoot open first, um, you know, and kind of get that out of the way, which is what, you know, the three of us are, are, are chasing the most still, you know, even – even with the growth you've seen in some of the other divisions, it's you know, for the for the three of us, that's that's the title that's the one, um, you right? Know, is the, the the center fire pistol score, um, you know. So so the three of us tend to tend to shoot that first, um, you know, and and then you know from there I I usually shoot limited second, um, because that's the that's the next one I care about the most. You know, and then and then from there it's kind of a free for all. Um, you know, this year I'll, I'll probably shoot single stack and, and production again. Um, I've got a I've got my rimfire rifle. I've got a, an X ring from Tactical Solutions. Um, you know, I've I've got all the stuff. Um, you know, to go to go crazy. I've got PCC. I shot PCC one year, and and figured out I don't like shooting rifles in Steel Challenge. Um, really hard, really hard. Um, takes a, I mean, it takes a totally different technique, um, and totally different mindset to shoot a rifle and steel challenge than it does a pistol. Um, and and if you, I, I know KC thinks the same thing. If you ask KC, he's like, oh yeah, shooting pistols is way easier. Um, <laughs> um you know, so we'll see. I mean, I said it, it just depends. You know, um, you know the schedule and what's going on, and and you know how much time I can I can dedicate to it. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of people dedicating a lot of time to the rifles to the rifle side of the game, and and I just don't know that I'm there. Um, you know, and and right, wrong, or indifferent, I am a super competitive guy. I mean, like no, we every, we would never. I, did you know that? You'd never guess I would have right? figured that out. I would never guess that. Um, no. <laughs> you know, and, 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 and it has trickled down to my children who everything is a race. It's a race to the car. It's a race to the door. It's a race up the stairs. It's, it's anything. And and when one or the other loses, they'll tell the other one it's not a race, um, you know, <laughs> and, and until they win and then and they go, I won. And yeah, it's, just a, it's just a mess. Um, but you know, I'm I'm the type of guy if I can't if I know I'm not going to be able to dedicate the time to be truly competitive, I'm probably just not going to shoot it. Um, you know, and and that's that's a right, wrong, or indifferent. That's kind of the way it is. I don't I don't like to suck at anything. 
Well, I'm, I'm guessing that, you know, uh, that, that time is being spent, of course, you mentioned, you know, you've got a family, but, um, and you mentioned it earlier in the podcast, um, you've started Short Round Supply, and you gave our, our listeners a little bit about that, but why don't you go a little deeper into, you know, what is Short Round Supply about? What is it that you got, you're, what are, what are you hoping to provide to the, to the shooting community? Yeah, I mean, I mean, Short Round Supply, um, you know, I got it up and going last July, so we we haven't been around even a year yet. Um, you know, but but what we're doing, I guess, you know, differently or better than than other people, really boils down to technology and logistics. Um, you know, I was I was very fortunate. Um, you know, the the past two years to work in a in a very forward e-commerce um, project and company. Where you know we're able to do a lot of a lot of super cool things from an e-com perspective that you know was at that time definitely emerging technology in the gun industry. Um, you know it's, it's several years old by tech standards. Um, you know, but it was it was you know, emerging in the gun industry. So when you know when I left that company and started Short Round, um, you know I was able to bring bring that experience to to this project and use you know, newer technology than what was being used there. And, you know, we're we're at a point where with the way we warehouse products, the way that we ship, the technology that we use, it enables us to do things. We're basically Amazon Prime for ammo, um, which everybody knows you, you can't ship ammo air, right? Um, it has to go ground. Um, you know, but we are, our products are positioned in places throughout the country where we can hit um, about 75 to 80 percent of the U.S. population within three days of the ground shipping. Wow. Um, you know, and, and I, I get the reports. Um, I actually just checked the report. Yesterday, um, as I was, I was going through some some training stuff with with some other people, um, you know, and I was showing them basically some of their analytics panel, um, and the the average time for that was it was just last week. It wasn't a huge piece of the puzzle, but it was basically February tenth through it was it was during the week, so like the tenth through the fifteenth. Um, the average time from order. Order receipt to order shipment was 12 hours and 45 minutes. That's great. Um, That's the time. You know, and and then and then you know, essentially two two to three days, you know, for for people to get their stuff. So I said it's it's about as close to prime as you can get, right? Um, and and you know we've we've had a lot of success with it. People are really happy. Um, you know, you can you can look on look on Google reviews and, you know, we don't have a ton, um, you know, not like legacy companies that have been around a while, but, you know, right now we're at a perfect five-star rating, um, you know, and, and, it's, and it's basically all of the, you know, all of the same comments. Order shipped, prices are good, shipping's reasonable, you know, and I got it. I mean, there's, there's several that's like, I, I don't understand how I got it so quickly. So I know, I know, right? Uh, right when we started, we had one guy that was um, pretty, pretty close to 
to where the warehouse is located. He got his order in under 24 hours. That's great. Wow. <laughs> yeah, he 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 placed the order at like 1 o'clock in the afternoon, and UPS delivered at 11 o'clock the next morning. That's awesome. So, yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's some pretty – Pretty neat stuff, and you know we've got I said the the great technology partners behind us, you know, and and good technology is not cheap, but it pays in the end. Sure. And you said sure. it's more than just demo too, right? You I think you mentioned optics as well. Yeah, I mean we've we've got uh, you know ammo is is kind of our bread and butter right now, just because you know, as a as an emerging business, ammo is the commodity and the consumable that people are always looking for. Um, you know, so it's it's the easiest product category to grow. Um, but yeah, we've got optics, we've got mags. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> yeah, we've got we've got optics, we've got mags, we've got cleaning supplies, we've got uh, parts, handguards, butt stocks. I mean, we've, we've got most everything. There's there's about 10,000 SKUs um, right now. Um, hopefully in the next month, I've been saying this for too long, month or so, um, we're <laughs> going to start adding some more more reloading stuff. Um, and that, that probably won't be able to ship quite as quickly because that'll, um, that'll probably come directly from the manufacturer um, on that side. But, uh, but yeah, we're... You know, we're looking for, um, <clears throat> you know, partners to, to help us grow and, and grow their business. And, you know, so far we've had a, a, a tremendous amount of success, um, you know, to where we've, we've been told by some of our industry partners that, you know, we're essentially the number one startup business account they've had, you know, in, in 2018. And we're only around oh, for a year. So. Yeah, congratulations on that and continued success. Um, so everybody listening, shortroundsupply.com, right, BJ? That's it, Short Round Supply. You're going to see a little little guy giving you a thumbs up, sign up for the newsletter, you get 5% off your first order, and, uh, and yeah. It's very, very cool. Very cool, BJ. Congratulations on your success with that, and hopefully 2019. Better to you than 2018 was, so that's awesome. So yeah, I mean, I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure it will be, and I'm sure the ever-growing field of the Democratic presidential hopefuls are going to uh, <laughs> continue to increase business to the gun industry. <laughs> <laughs> I knew where he was going with that. I knew where he was that's going. Right. With that. That's right. That's <laughs> right. So BJ, you talked to, so, you talked a little bit about training. Um, you have, I think last year you did the camp, but do you uh, travel the country doing training, or do people need to come to Idaho, or how do they get in, in uh, contact with you for training? Yeah, yeah. The, the easiest way to get in contact with me for training um, is really through Facebook. Um, you know, I've got my personal page and a, and an athlete page. Either one, you can get in touch with me there. Um, you can. You can email me. It's just um, you know you can you can essentially go to short round supply and just email them and, and it comes to me. Um, I, I see all of the customer service tickets. Um, so you can you can email there. You can go to my gun tips. Um, I mean you can there's 
I'm not a I'm not a hard person to get a hold of by any means. Um, but yeah, I do travel and teach. Um, I've got um, you know a couple classes set up. I'm teaching an IDPA class out in Colorado um, Memorial Day weekend in conjunction with a match there. Um, probably going to teach a couple classes up in Canada again this summer. Um, that was my requirement after going there in September of last year that it was too cold. Um, <laughs> and oh, I was already snowing. Oh yeah. <laughs> It was it was it was like twenty five degrees of snowing. <laughs> well, just I'm not just doing know that if you again. Go up there again, and there's no steel target paint comes in various colors besides white. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, uh, it was it sucked. Um, <clears throat> so probably gonna teach a you know a, an infant class and and a, a steel class up there again. Um, you know, still. Still, a couple classes are kind of kind of forming up. If if you want to host a class, um, you know, get in touch with me. And we'll see. You know, see about getting it set up. Um, we've also got you know the junior shooting camp um, that we're hosting out here in Idaho. Um, we have a USBSA camp and a speed steel camp. Um, the dates for that is July twenty uh, eighth. 27, 28, 29 for, um, actually, excuse me, 28, 29, 30 for the USPSA camp, and then uh, July 31, August 1st and 2nd for the Speed Steel camp. Um, so that website is juniorshootingcamp.com, um, and you can find all the info about, about the camp there. Hey, Jeff. Friends of our uh, friends of the podcast and sponsor shooter with us, Jenna Jones had so many good things to say about uh, the junior camp that that BJ did, and Rhonda couldn't stop talking about it. And so we'll uh, we'll post some links when we publish this podcast, and so other other junior shooters and other competitor shooters can take advantage of of your training. Appreciate you sharing that with us, BJ. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to call Jenna and Rhonda out because they hadn't signed up this for this year yet, so oh, you know, they need to hurry up and sign, down the sign up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's that? Rhonda's putting out a GoFundMe page. <laughs> right. we, are, we, are, we, are, we are not above self-promotion or calling people out for any reason whatsoever, so you fit right in. Good job. <laughs> That's right. It's I was going to say, BJ, this has been a lot of fun talking with you. Um, I, I know when I started, I haven't been shooting very long. In fact, uh, uh, this June, it'll be just three years. But, you know, some of the first uh, YouTube videos I ever saw were the ones that you'd put out there. And um, it's just, it, you know, I've met you with the matches, and it's just amazing to have you on the podcast. And I just want to say thank you for everything. Every time I've come up to you, uh, you've been willing to shake my hand and talk to me for a minute, and I'm sure other shooters have that same experience, and and it's greatly appreciated. So just thanks for being the person that you are and, and of course, being on the podcast. Well, hey, I appreciate you guys having me. <laughs>